At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. We have been in our series entitled Frame Your World. Um, we've been uh, on it for a few weeks. Um, we will be on it a couple of more today and another Sunday, probably, and uh, and we'll just we'll play it by ear, just follow the leading of God, and when we finish something. But um, I've been I've been um, just really yeah, as I as I've taught this because I've taught this many times. I first taught this. God gave me this back in about 2009 or 10, somewhere in there, is when I first uh, preached this message. Uh, I think it was framing your world or something along that line. And through the years, I've taught it a number of times. But I've not taught it quite like I've taught it this time. I and mean, it just works out that way because Holy Spirit gives you other things and different ways to say what you're trying to say. Saying the same thing, but, but just giving us different thoughts and ideas about what it means to live a life where your world is being framed by the Word of God. When I was praying for the people this morning as I was on the front row during worship, the Lord gave me those two statements, and one of those statements were, was that, <clears throat> well, one was He sent His Word and healed you, and the second is that the Word of God is medicine to all of your flesh, and I just kept hearing the Word that you're speaking is medicine to your flesh. We speak the Word of God on a daily basis for a purpose, and that's to see things change in our life. Number one, our thinking to change. And number two, all the circumstances in life that need to change. You don't have to labor at changing your life if you allow the Word of God to be first place in you and learn how to develop that. Make a daily routine out of your life with the Word of God. It, it produces great things. And, um, and I, I want to look at a few verses that we've looked at for the last few weeks just just to remind you of them. And then I've got a couple things, kind of a little bit different direction from last week that I want to go and, and finish up today with. But Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By it, the elders, by faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed, the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. The things that you see were not made of things that are visible. So nothing that you see today, this pulpit, you can see it with your natural eyes, but it was not made directly. It was made by a company that makes pulpits. Indirectly, right, it was made Indirectly, it was made by things that you can't see. And in your life, you and I, we need to understand that's the way you frame your world with something that, and, and with the Word of God and declarations that sometimes, many times, most of the time, say things that aren't that way. But that's the way God says it, and He wants you to think and live and operate on what He says, not on how things appear to be, or how things feel, or how things look like, or 
you hear things. He doesn't want you to be moved by the sense realm. He wants you to be moved only by the word that's framing your life. That's the key. James 3.2 says this, we all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. So if you become aware of everything that's coming out of your mouth and you're stopping things in your life that don't need to be said, he said, you're a perfect, that word perfect is matured or developed. You're a developed person able to control everything else in your body. Isn't that amazing? I mean, every time I read that, it just, it, it, it keeps giving me more understanding of if I control what I say, I control everything else. Well, you know, Pastor, I just have a hot temper. Start declaring what the Word says about you, and it'll take care of your hot temper. Oh, you mean I don't have to do anything? I didn't say that. No, no, you'll do what He says because of the revelation that's coming to you. You'll have a desire to not be hot-tempered. You'll have a desire to curb that and stop it and put a stop to it and not allow it to rule and reign and have, have a way in your life because that's not pleasing to God. He wants you, he, He's not trying to make your life miserable by taking from you being angry all the time. Sometimes I think people think that. If I want to be mad, I can be mad. I mean, you ever met a mad person that was happy? fulfilled, everything great in their life, had good things to say about other people. People that are mad are mad, and everything else in their life is affected by mad. It's a contamination, and, and the things that we say out of our mouth are either, either a contamination of God's Word in a good way or contamination of, of what the enemy wants to accomplish in our lives. It's amazing the power of words. That's why we're talking about this. Proverbs 18.21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat the fruit of it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. I like to say it like this. When you look at these two words in the Hebrew, the the way each of them are defined, it, it would say it like this, death or destruction in this life or life and blessing in this life come by the power, in other words, of what you say from your tongue. And those who love it, either destruction or blessing, will eat the fruit of either destruction or blessing based on what you say. So you're in control of the direction of your life depending on what you say. Well, I thought God was in control of our life. So think of all the stupid things that you do, (laughs) and you think God's in control of that? No, no. What God wants is to be in control of your life because you do what He says. Plain and simple. And the only way you're going to do what He says is to change the way you think, and the only way you're going to change the way you think is to change what you say. So when you say what God says, then what happens over time is God begins to reveal to you what His plan is, and when you carry it out, then you reap the fruit of it. It's win-win for us. 
if we understand what I'm talking to you about right here. So, well, I'm going I'm to read this. I'm going to read Psalm 1. We read this last week. I'm just going to read the first three verses. And we read this last week because it's, it's saying everything that I'm saying. Kind of in a nutshell, it's good to go back and look at these verses of Scripture. See, if you, if you preach a word, if you preach a, a sermon, like I'm preaching today, a series, and you have no word for you to go and dig out, you won't get what God wants you to get. You're not going to get revelation from what I preach if I don't preach the Word. You need revelation from what I'm preaching. And only the Holy Spirit can reveal that. So when I'm reading this passage right here, this passage in a nutshell says everything that we just talked about. Psalm 1, 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, always talking about things that are being said, but his delight is in the law or the word of the Lord. And in his law or his word, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, brings forth its fruit in its season. He'll bear fruit because of what he's working on, because of what he's developing, right? Whose leaf also shall not wither, and, ev- and whatever he does shall prosper. In other words, everything that you do will prosper when your meditation and your declaration is on the Word of God and not your declaration about how bad everybody else is. The seed of the scornful is always having something ugly to say about everybody else. Always gotten some negative thing to say. And you know what? If if you're sitting there thinking, he didn't know how bad I am. No, but God knows where you're at, right? All you have to do is admit that you do too much of that mess, right? And get rid of it by saying what he says. So, these next three passages that I'm going to read. Well, I might read the last passage, maybe not. Two and a half passages have to do with how we do this. And I always come back to that because a lot of years that I heard the word preached, I would hear hear preaching, but I I would walk away from it thinking, okay, Now, how do I do that? I want to know how to do it. These next two passages have to do with how we frame our world, how we frame it, and some of the obstacles that are involved in framing your world, and it's just part of living in life. Okay? Everybody say this after me. Obstacles are okay because they're in life. If you're breathing, you're going to have obstacles. Yeah. So, Luke 6 and verse 46. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and and, and not do the things which I say? 
Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house. He is a man building a house. That's really key. That's really key. He didn't say he's a man who already has a finished house. He's a man who's building his house. Watch. Who dug deep. He's already dug deep. And he laid the foundation on the rock. Strong foundation. Remember, he's still building his house, but he's got a strong foundation. Look what happens. And if the floods ever come, didn't say that. It says, when the flood arose, when the flood arose, when the obstacles happen, when the issues come at you, when they came, when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. And the rock is the revelation of God's Word. And the revelation of God's Word that keeps coming to us because we purpose to come, we hear the Word preached, we meditate on the Word. The Bible says day and night. You can say, well, Pastor, I work a job. I got all this stuff and responsibility. Okay, to the hand, right? So, so I'm talking about this is how we get this, right? We hear the word preached. We meditate on what we're hearing preached. The, 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 the word preached is the beginning. And if that's all you get, you've got very little. But it's really important that you do that because he said it's so important. But then you learn to meditate the word. You learn to confess the Word, right? You learn how to pray the Word. Praying and confession, confession's a form of praying. But you learn how then to pray and make declarations for things that you know are right because revelation is coming. See, see so a person heard the Word preached and they did something with it, and they begin to build a foundation. They dug deep and built this foundation so that when the stuff comes, they can handle anything that comes. And the last one of the five, hearing the Word, meditating the Word, confessing the Word, praying the Word, and being a doer of the Word. Not just knowing what it says. I heard that message or I heard this or I heard that 15 years ago and yeah, that was good back then. No, 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 no. it's got to be fresh today. That's why you have to keep hearing. Faith comes by having heard. Is that what it says? No. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. Faith comes. Didn't say faith was totally developed by hearing. 
It just says it starts coming to you. I mean, anybody that's got their spirit, man, open to what I'm saying today, man, you're charged. Not because of the way I'm preaching it, because of what I'm preaching. It should charge you. But that's not enough. He said, I'll go back and look at this again. He said, he's like a man building a house, a person that heard the word and did something with it. He's like a man building a house who dug deep. He laid the foundation on the rock so that when the floods came, when the distractions came, when anything, the trials and the tribulations or anything, when unexpected things happened, the house was not shaken. And that house is you. Right? The house is you, not shaken. I mean, the floods came. Anybody ever been where there was a hurricane or something and floods came? So it comes against you, but it doesn't have to prevail if you've built that solid foundation. Because from the foundation comes everything that you need. Watch. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation. So today what we're talking about in framing your world, what you're doing is you're building a foundation that has to be concrete, and then for the rest of your life, you're building on your house. Building your house will never stop. If you're looking for a day for everything to be, you know, perfect and all this to be worked out and this situation, whatever, I, I, I want to reach the top pinnacle and not have to do anything by faith anymore. No, that, that's not this kingdom. Not this kingdom. Right here, this passage right here is a good passage. Go look at the verses before it and after it. Meditate on what Jesus was saying. Jesus, the head of the church, said all of this. You need to meditate on it, spend time in it, develop that foundation so that you're constantly building your house. Come hell or high water, great days, days not so good, you know, best times ever in my life, and you want to be up, you know, yeah, thank God we can be up during the best times, but you, actually you can be even better off during the best times when you're good no matter what happens, because you what? You built the foundation deep, 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 deep. So I want to look at those two foundations by looking at this next passage, Mark chapter 4. I'm going to start with verse 13 in Mark chapter 4. And I want to look at <clears throat> the comparison that Jesus gave to the house. The house, he said, he said, person that hears the word and does something with it is compared to a, to a man building, a person building a house and who dug deep and laid a foundation versus a person that, that heard the word and built a house with no foundation, so when difficulties came, <clears throat> crumbled, washed away. And in Mark chapter 11 and verse 13, notice what he says here. 
And these are, this, this 13th and 14th verse is very important to remember. He said to them, Jesus said to them, do you not understand this parable? He just gave them the parable of the sower. And he said, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? So in other words, I'm going to give you that in Texas lingo. If you don't understand this, you ain't going to understand nothing. If you don't understand what I'm talking to you about today, what I've been talking to you about for the last few weeks, about framing your world with the Word of God, you won't understand anything. Nothing. And he says in verse 14, the sower sows the Word. So God wants you to see yourself as a sower. But first and foremost, you have to be a sower of the Word for other things that you sow to work out. The sower first and foremost sows the Word. Now watch these soils. These next few verses have to do with different types of soil. And these are the ones by the wayside where the Word is sown, when they hear, Satan comes immediately to take away the Word that was sown in their hearts. You can hear a Word like this and be offended before you reach the door. You take the offense, enemy has stolen the Word. Can you say amen to that? The enemy has stolen the Word from you that was preached. Now, that's like a guy who built his house on the sand. Now, I'm going to say this. Everybody has started out with their house building on some sort of sand. Wasn't strong like maybe it is today if you've stayed with it. What God doesn't want is for you to be saved for 40 years and you're still, you're still, you still have a house with no foundation. And when people jump from church to church or from idea to idea or revelation to revelation or I'm tired of this and I don't want any more of that, when people jump around with things like that, you never get solid in what you believe and that's your foundation. You have to be here, I mean, there's many places like here, but here at Gates, we teach that foundation comes from the preached Word that is then meditated on, that is learned how to confess, how to pray, and be a doer of that Word. We teach that here. We'll always teach that here. We teach that here more than in everything we teach here. Something has will, will integrate what we're talking about right here, a little of here, a little of there. I mean, we have series like this that solely talk about this, but everything, everything is integrated into what we preach here because without this, you don't understand this, you won't understand anything. I don't care how smart you think you are, how many degrees you have, I don't care what you've done in ministry, I don't care how many devils you casted out of other people. You don't understand this, you won't understand anything. Just the way it works. So, when we're looking at these 
soils. God wants, everybody's been at a soil, this first one, that's the wayside soil. Where it's kind of just thrown out there, okay, you heard it and you did nothing with it or whatever, you know, and, uh, and everybody's been at that place as you're growing in the things of God, but God doesn't want you to stay in wayside soil. Look at the next soil. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word, immediately they receive it with gladness. Looking good. Looking good. And they have no root in themselves and so endure only for a time and afterward when tribulation or persecution arises, for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Immediately they stumble. So they hear the word. It's going deep. You know, it's starting to go into them. But then all of a sudden, distractions. Boom. Over here. Boom. Another distraction. Another trial. Another tribulation. Another this. Another that. Another situation over here. And now we look over here. And now we're over here. Now we're being pulled into here. Well, I, I, don't, I don't need all of that. That's what you need not to be done this way. That's what you need to not be distracted and pulled away and not moved by tribulation because tribulation comes. Many of the trials and the tribulations that come against the righteous, Paul said, but my God delivers me from all of them. Why? Because Paul understood the power of sowing the Word. You and I have to understand it. If we don't understand that, then we're not going to understand so many other things. And that doesn't mean understanding what the four horsemen of the apocalypse are in the book of Revelation. We can do a whole study on that. But that's not what you necessarily need to know about. You need to know how to live by faith in God and how the Word of God is changing the way you think and empowering you and building a foundation so no matter what comes, you can overcome because you're in Him. Word has to change us. What's the third soil? Now, these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, the desire of other things entering in, choke the word. Hmm? So the word has started producing life. And now, the enemy is using the deceitfulness of riches and the cares of other things coming in and it's choking what is producing. Anybody ever been there? Like I said, we've all dealt with these souls. We just don't want to stay there. Did you hear me? I don't want to stay there. I, I want to be the guy that built his house on the rock. Why? Because he dug deep. No matter how long it took, he built foundation and he stayed with it and he didn't back away from it. I, I, don't, I don't want some mediocre Christianity in my life. How about you? And, and there isn't any actual mediocre Christianity because Christianity means Christ-like. To be a Christian means to be like Jesus. Hmm? 
So there's no mediocre Christianity. There's things that appear to be Christianity. But to be like Jesus, we've got to be recipients of everything He has said is so and be doers of that. And to do that, to accomplish that, I must be a hearer of the Word, a meditator of the Word, a confessor and prayer of the Word, and a person who becomes a doer of that Word. I have to be that person. That's what framing your world is all about. Again, going back to digging deep, building a strong foundation, right? And then, for the rest of my life, I'm building my house on that foundation because I will not let that slip. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Those are just two foundational verses of Scripture in the 46 years that I've been saved. Those are just two of them that have been with me my whole time, the whole time. They're foundation. I've never forgot them. I speak them every single day. I never back away from it. I never do because it's the foundation that I've dug deep. I mean, I've, I've dug deep. I've gone deep with this thing. There's too much that's gone into this to build this lifestyle and this relationship with God. I will not back away from my foundation because my foundation empowers me to build the rest of my house day to day. And when i got to replace something, so maybe the storms hit and uh, you hadn't enclosed your house. Strong foundation, storms hit. Anybody ever had a horrible storm hit and maybe you had wooden studs and wooden plywood on the inside of the house and you've built that and, and the storm kind of came in and destroyed it? Well, we've got to replace some of that stuff. We don't want it to create mold or whatever on the inside. We don't want it to rot. So we've got to replace those things. So all along, see, God's not looking at how finished your house is when you leave here and cross over to the other side. God's looking at the fact that you stayed with your foundation and you kept finishing the house. We're going to be finishing our house for the rest of our life. Well, no, not for the rest of our life because for the rest of eternity. <laughs> Because there's no end. There, there, there's, see, the God we serve, there's no beginning, there's no end, and we're made just like Him. So there's no beginning, there's no end. See, He had a plan for us before there was a beginning. Wow. <laughs> right? He had a plan for us. He's got a plan for the rest of this. So, stay with your foundation. The way you do that is by the declarations that you speak out of your mouth every day, changing and making sure to keep strong who you know you are and not moved by what you see that's trying to distract you. That's how we do that. Can you say amen to that? And the last soil, ooh, I like this soil. Amen? But these are the ones, it's talking about you and me, these are the ones, we're the ones, I'll say, I'm the one, I'm the one, sown on good ground, hmm. I heard the word, I've accepted it, 
and I'm bearing fruit. Why? Because I'm staying with my foundation. I'm not backing away from it. And notice, notice, it's not always as good as in certain seasons as other, but 30 is pretty dang good. <laughs> Amen? So it may be 60. You may be in a 60 season. Maybe you're in a 100 season. But it doesn't matter because when you've learned to live in 30, 60, 100, it doesn't matter where you're at. Sometimes it's not as great today as it was in the last season. doesn't matter. Word's still the same because you've got the same foundation that's established and nothing's going to move you and you're going to stay on top and not underneath. Nothing will move you. That's who we are. I, 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 <laughs> I don't even think I gave you guys this scripture, but <laughs> I added it. I think I added it when I was in worship. But I don't need to add it because I can confess it. But <laughs> a while back, I woke up one morning with a, something coming against me really strong, real strong. Bam, hit me. Just like this fear trying to grip me right when I woke up. I just have to share it again. I don't know why. I keep sharing it with everybody. I keep sharing it because this happened to me so many different times in my life. And it's God showing me how and why confession of the word works. And I woke up that morning and I heard the Lord say to me out of, out of Isaiah 41.10. He said this to me. He said, Bert. Is that in Isaiah 41.10? Bert? Oh. <laughs> no. No. He said, Bert. Fear not. It was just like he kept saying, like he was just saying to me, listen to me. Fear not. I'm with you. Be not dismayed at what's come at you. I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Bert, did you hear me? It was like he said it just like that. Instantly. That thing left. Instant it left. Where did that come from? That was faith in operation as a result of the deep foundation that I built. That verse of scriptures come out of my mouth every single day for I don't know how many years. And a word in season, Isaiah or, or Psalm, uh, one of them says, a word in season will sustain he that is weary. Man, it just like hit me so hard. And the deliverance was that much better. But the deliverance came from me speaking the word that God was speaking at me. You see how the chain works? I hear. I meditate, I confess, I pray, 
I become a doer of, and I stay in that. That's my foundation. I stay with that. So all along, I'm building my house. Man, when, when, when that came out of my mouth, and God's speaking to me, and it delivered me in that situation, I felt like uh, two new windows went in my house. The kitchen window. Finishing that house. <laughs> Finishing it. When other waters or things come, they're not busting through and ruining things on the inside because, man, I'm sealing it. I'm sealing it. I'm sealing the house. House is sealed with the Word. Bert, fear not. I'm with you. Fear not, I'm with you. Be not dismayed. In other words, don't be caught off guard at something you didn't expect. Because I'm your God. You know what that says to me? You know what he said to me that, that morning? What, what I heard in my spirit? I'm your daddy. I'm your father. I love you. You don't think I can't handle this? Whew. Just deliver. The word coming out of my mouth delivered me. Because I was delivering it in faith. Set me free. That's what it does for you and I. It liberates us and it sets us free. Why? Because we dig that deep, solid foundation to where we can't be moved by anything. And we're finishing our house day by day by day by day by day. John 8 and verse 31 Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, in other words, you take up residency, word is final authority in your life, you're my disciples indeed, you'll know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. There is no other freedom on planet earth but the truth of God's word becoming revelation inside of a, of a, of a person created by the image of God. You realize every human being is created by, in the image of God. We've all been created in the image of God. Everybody. I don't care if saved, unsaved, doesn't matter. But everybody was created to be saved. Everybody was created to be born a second time. That's what God wants. And He wants you and I to make sure that is happening and, and, and manifesting and coming to pass. Can you say Amen. That's all I got. That's all I got. I'm done with that. But I believe you heard me today. I believe you heard what I shared from God. And I believe that God is faithful to honor His Word in your life. The people that stood up here that I laid hands on, you are healed. Because He sent His only begotten Son to heal you. He sent His Word to heal you. Jesus became flesh, the Word became flesh and brought healing to your life. And the Word you speak every day is enforcing that and maintaining that on a day-to-day -day basis. It's what Jesus did that healed us, delivered us, set us free.
And it's what we do with it that maintains it in our own lives, causes it to be established in our own lives, what we do with what he did. What a powerful thing. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.